0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. It is a great honor to once again welcome back to the show, Jason Kristoff. He is a self-sabotage expert. He is also an individual who is, an, he's done so much research on the mindset of where we are the psychology behind freedom he's got a f- fantastic podcast that i've listened to a lot called the psychology of freedom and i just want to let everyone know that when some people do podcasts they'll post a summary jason posts multiple links on there he also has a fantastic newsletter that i read on a regular basis and in there he'll post several different links so when jason does a story or he does a presentation I always respect the fact that everything's well-researched. You can learn more about Jason by going to his website at jchristoff.com. Mr. Christoph, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Ryan. Pleasure to be back.
0: Thank you. So the first question I want to ask is there's a lot of talk about this new film that's come out called The Sound of Freedom, which talks about the horrible aspect of human trafficking and it brings it to the forefront of people's attention. And a lot of ways, I'm I'm happy that more people are aware about it. But another part about it is making me think. It's something that a, a friend of mine talked about. He's saying, "Well, if you have all these people that see this, and they're all horrified, and they're all all of a sudden putting their focus of attention on just powerlessness, because what can they really do? Was there an alternative reason to have a film like that come out?" Are there some things you foresee or see within the freedom movement that are being presented as ways to quote-unquote wake people up, but in some other ways, they're actually an ulterior motive to keep people's energy frequency down in order to disempower them from taking true genuine action, which would actually make the root cause of that problem to go away?
1: Well, it's kind of hard to say. As David Ike would say, just give it enough time. It'll (laughs) come out. Because everybody's trying to be uh the sherlock holmes on this that's what i'm seeing is anything that comes out now with a little scent of positivity Mm. or where we might be making some headway there's all these sherlock holmes rush in and finding the person like if i do my hand like this someone will (laughs) take a clip of this and then when i do some more good someone will say look he's covering his eye (laughs) uh he's part of the free masonic or so there's a lot of sherlock holmes people on the case but we we don't really know what i can tell you for sure is you have to be very careful about watching these trauma-based movies so when you see fear it they the people who rule us know that whether they put 9-11 coverage on your you know on your news station or whether you watch this thing the sound of freedom and i heard there's some pretty graphic uh like fear inducing portions to that movie you become more obedient because when the body's in fear it shunts away uh like blood and electrical conductivity to the prefrontal cortex which is here now i will tell you as a hundred percent guarantee that the people who rule us they're at war with your prefrontal cortex. Because it's the only, like, if your prefrontal cortex was active, none of this would be going on. Because you could, the prefrontal cortex is your CEO of your whole neurological system. It's totally in control. It's going to know when a scam is underway, when, you know, devilish intent Mm -hmm. is afoot. And, but when you're in fear, you go to the limbic system and the limbic system Is not, it doesn't have the capability to think long term. And people might say, well, why would, you know, why would the creator do that? Mm -hmm. Why is there a part of the brain that can't think long term? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it does, because this is the part of the brain. If you're, if there's a mugger in the house and, you know, they got a knife and they're getting really close to your kid, you're actually designed to kill the mugger. Now, if you could think long term, you you might get stabbed. So the th- the, the whole thing is your self defense system doesn't give you the ability to think long term or even like consider love or compassion because these things aren't to your advantage when you're in you know muggers in your house, a pit bull is chasing you. You got to make quick reactions. And the reactions have to be based on old scripts, which is what they want. The prefrontal cortex is about thinking the limbic system, which gets turned on when you're you know, in fear. It's about reaction to old preformatted scripting. And if there's any group that's going to benefit from you going into the limbic system or what I call going limbic, and where you can't think, and you're going to go on pre-formatted scripts, it's the group that's ruling us. Like, I'm going to make you afraid of a virus. And then you you know your prefrontal cortex stops analyzing everything. You go to the reaction system. But where does the pre-formatted scripts come from? Well, they might come from the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith. Now, in I Am Legend with Will Smith, Will Smith lost his wife. He lost his daughter and his dog died and everybody around him making him like isolated except for the zombies that were trying to kill him. That's very intimidating as the pre-formatted script that you flip over to because you can no longer rationalize what's going on because you're in fear. So the group that organizes our attack Will always organize fear-based viewings, whether it's altruistic in this case or not, but it has the same effect on the brain and makes people react on emotion and I see a lot of emotional reactions about this movie, but what I have to tell you is that the emotional center of the brain is not in the prefrontal cortex it's It's not there, so when you're emotionally reactive. You're not in your highest IQ, long-term thinking portion of the brain. So whether that movie is for good or for bad, when you're come out of it, you're more compliant. You're more obedient. You can't think as rationally as you did when you went in. So you have to be very careful to not expose yourself to fear-based media events like that. I'll watch it eventually and I'll prepare myself the best I can, but I will be analyzing my behavior after the movie is over for illogical behavior, short-term thinking. If I'm more reflexively obedient, am I more emotional? Am I getting emotionally involved? I'll be honest with you. I run a school. I'm the dean of a school of a school uh, where I teach self-sabotage coaches all about brainwashing and mind control and we teach people how to use the same mind control to make people's lives better. That's a plug. I'm not doing a sham wow commercial. You can plug here.
0: anything you <laughs> want, Jason. And I've taken your course, and it's fantastic. And Thanks, so, as Dylan Charles, uh, editor of Waking Times, and he's spoken yeah. so highly of you, and a couple other people, uh, well known people in the freedom movement, have taken your course, and they speak very highly of you.
1: Yeah. So I so in that program, I have this private email group. And to be honest with you, this this movie has divided the group. Really? Yeah, divide, divided the whole uh, faculty. Not the faculty, but the you know the whole class has been divided. Uh, and there's a lot of emotional, you see, it's emotional, you know, shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, this is, it's not the intent of the movie to do this. It's the fact that when you watch trauma-based media presentations, there's a change in brain chemistry. Now, I've talked about this before. If you go to it is who is that? Kathy O'Brien and her documentary called Trance. Now you can only get that on Bit Shoot and Odyssey and you can watch it for free. If you would like to know what trauma can documentedly do to the human brain, please watch Trance and bring some duct tape because you're going to get a fine introduction to who's behind. Uh, The COVID issue, which is the same group that's behind a lot of other issues, Mm -hmm. but they will be laid bare in that documentary. And it is a complete psychological exposure of this, you know, this weaponization of behavior modification against children as well. in this movie because Kathy O'Brien was a child when she it was it's about MK Ultra which is sort of German for uh, mind control ultra and the biggest weapon that this group and it's so obvious when you watch this it's such a well-done documentary Mm -hmm. I've there's not even one close that I would recommend if you want sort of a, a good introduction to who's behind COVID And a good introduction about what I'm talking about with these trauma based media presentations. And I'll give you this, you know, the short uh, synopsis of what went on there. They found that if you can take three generations and traumatize them in a row, that the third generation and even the fourth, and from the third onward, there's a permanent rewiring not temporary, not like you get off the couch and you go back to having the prefrontal cortex on the permanent. So there's no thinking even really um, there's no potential of it. And so this third generation mind control, this is why they call it operation Monarch because the Monarch butterfly is a butterfly that starts in Mexico And it can get all the way up to Canada, but they actually, it takes three generations of flying to get there. So how, so it's permanently ingrained. So they knew that there was animals where you could permanently ingrain something after three generations to sort of change the brain function in your favor. So in this movie documentary trance of Kathy O'Brien, there's. A story of people inside our own government that said, okay, let's go get someone who's traumatized, like someone who's been sexually assaulted as an infant by their own parents. And then they said, that's not the only thing we're looking for someone who was sexually assaulted by their own parents, and then who sexually assaulted their own kids who had another kid. That's the one we want. We want to see What brain changes in the third generation trauma victim and that trauma victim was heavily completely compliant that third generation trauma victim was always obedient to authority, with no questions they would not question anything so what I've explained before, I might even have explained it on your show before. Mm-hmm. Have I not explained this? Already you you on your did show? say that
0: though, when people are traumatized. Like kids are traumatized to the point that they will obey. But when you're looking at what's happening right now with the kids, is this third generation with all the stuff that they're doing to children right now? Is this a, a new cycle that they're starting? Yeah. But this- here's, here's the
1: scary thing, Ryan is they, they, they actually, so these people in the experiment obviously had firsthand mm-hmm. physical molestation and assault. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted, they were really interested in that third generation when they this third generation appeared that would do anything they're told. The researchers said, we want that as a product. We want that compliance. And then the researchers would be like, you'd have to rape people and murder people in front of other people. And the researchers said, hold on a second. So they started researching with the TV And they would let the participants see a rape on a movie, see a murder on a movie, see terror in a movie, and the same brain function changes would occur, which is what the subconscious is famous for. There's no neurological difference reaction when you see a murder on a screen as opposed to seeing a murder in life. And all these traumas is what produces this reflexively obedient third generation trauma, mind control victim. So the, so the researcher said, okay, we're going to do a top-down takeover of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make sure that the next three generations completely are exposed to trauma in the movies. And that's what you see today. And that is probably what you saw in the sound of freedom, not saying it's, doesn't have altruistic intent, but to the to the don't forget that when you're in a movie and Freddy Krueger's there and I'm showing my age there. I'm, I don't know how old you are. You I am, I'm there.
0: I'm seven. I'm, I'm, I'm born in the late seventies.
1: Right. So I, I mean, I'm born in 1970. So when you're in the theater you are aware you don't have to be a psychology expert your heart's beating faster your pupils are you know you might even jump and i remember sitting in the back seats of the theater and when something scary you saw everybody jump almost like a mm-hmm. wave mm-hmm. right so your body reacts like you're there and that's what the people who rule us know we want the we want the brain chemistry changes like they're witnessing the rape like they're physically you know toe to toe with the murder they want to they want to change the brain chemistry because the body and the brain don't know the difference between real time screen time and imagined thought and even when you see the murder on the movie screen and you walk out of the theater the people know that you're going to keep replaying it inside your mind's eye and that even makes the trauma worse that you're going to recount it so to give you an idea of the whole psychological operation to traumatize three generations of americans and canadians and europeans through hollywood production go to odyssey and put up trance the kathy o'brien story and prepare to be it's 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 a it's a i think it should win an award it's so well made of course it was made by iconic studios david ike's company
0: oh i'd love to see it and i'll yeah. uh, we'll definitely post a link to it and, and jason i want to come back to something you said at the beginning when you're talking about when people see a film and they go from their frontal cortex in the back and they go back to that area i guess what called the lizard brain aspect yeah. oh yeah it?
1: the are complex the yeah. reptilian complex
0: yeah. yes. If you have, in your mind, if you have, in like say, for example, a non-traumatic state where a situation happens where something horrible is happening, yet you see in the waking state justice being served, or you, you've, you have pre-programming to accept the fact that, no, this is not right, and there are things you can do, if there, is that possible that when you see a film like that and you go into that you know, emotional state, that you'll fall on a script that will propel you to do the right thing where you be, you'll be programmed in a tense state to see an outcome that would be different than the one that they're intending to do, which one of the uh, powerlessness.
1: Well, basically the behavior, like where you eventually end up is determined for you by the subconscious because it wants you to be safe. Mm-hmm. So you have the safety guidance system in you at all times. And it will make you hold the belief that's safe, it'll make you behave in a way that's safe, it'll make you carry the ideas that are safe, but it's sort of documentation of what is safe is based on how many repetitions of that idea you get from the environment. Okay. So it is a repetition counter, the most repetitive content will win. In regards to what you believe and what what you don't believe. So truth isn't about you weighing out all the options. Truth is usually for most humans, 70% of humans is what is the guy next to me thinking, saying or doing so that I can be safer. And Yuri Bezmenov talked about this. I don't know if you know Yuri Bezmenov. He's Mm. an ex-KGB agent. And he was the highlight Now, he wasn't the highlight. It was uh, G. Edward Griffin was the highlight of Mickey Willis's new documentary called The Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. But he interviewed Yuri Bezmenov. And Yuri Bezmenov was an ex-KGB agent right from the United States. And he, uh, sorry, right from the USSR. And he actually defected to Canada. He was a Canadian. And he was interviewed and he said, the most dangerous thing in, in America, and he gave this talk in I think '71, his interview, is he says, the communist doctrine is already in your schools, in in Canadian schools and American schools. And the way the reason I'm saying this is because he said. That all the communist doctrine that the government should pay for stuff and you don't have to work so hard and we're going to take care of everything and all you have to do is repeat what you say uh, what we say and stop thinking this is all communist doctrine and he said none of this is going unchecked Remember. by the teachers or by the parents the in the the reason he said it was so dangerous is because you the rep the rest most repetitive content wins. So when you have this sort of push by, say, teachers in the school system today, it's completely absent of morality. You're you're telling kids there's two genders. You're a bold-faced liar under paycheck mind control, and there's no one checking the liars. And so the kids are only getting that they carry the same subconscious brain that, that I do and you do. And they're going to believe what's safe and what ranks as safe is the most repetitive content. So they're going to, they're just going to continue on with believing things that don't have any benefit. I mean, there is no societal benefit to a child believing there's more to two genders. There's certainly no societal benefit to a child thinking, I'll just cut my breasts off and cut my penis down the middle and tuck it back into my pelvis to have a, a rotting hole there, because what ends up being a rotting, festering hole that stinks, there's no benefit to to anything that's going on. And the, what the reason I'm bringing this up and going on this little side segue here is because you asked, would the average person check, you know, go, you know, check their morality or check their ethics? But that's not the way the human psychology is designed. It's designed to, for the majority of people, it's designed to go and adopt the most repetitive thoughts, ideas, and behaviors of the crowd in order to find safety with the bigger herd. And that's the whole adaptation of your basic neurology. Find the bigger herd through the repetitive content search, bed down with them, uh, tent up with them, tribe up with them, and you're most likely to survive Down here on Satan's realm, but really it's a trap because when you're on the side of evil, it it never lasts forever. And of course, the living conditions are horrendous in that sort of structure. I hope that makes some sense.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. And um, it makes a lot of sense about why uh, the psychology behind why people would just, you know, kind of go along with this. Then it also makes me think people like you, people like me, other people in the freedom movement, other people that never went along. With a lot of these things, we're having going along with this. Does that mean that we're in some way, shape, or form, that our brains are defective in some way because we don't want to do this? Like, what is it about people like us that never took a knee or never bent down to itself? Why were we different? I mean, because there are other people that even before the whole thing happened that were in the freedom movement that seemed that they completely collapsed. I had to say that at least four or five people that I once had a lot of respect for. They just completely uh, went along with the, the narrative. And I'm shocked. So I just understand why some people, um, even people that were quote, unquote, awake, collapsed. Why, why, we, uh, why were we different? Well, the psychology is
1: everybody looks like an adult,
0: <laughs>
1: and, but we're not. There's the inside. Yeah. There's the internal power. There is a maturation process that's natural it's called individuation where you individuate yourself away from the tribe away from the authority figures and it is those people who did their natural rite of passage from child to adult who can think on their own can think long term aren't they don't their identity is not linked to the tribe and their safety isn't linked to the tribal consensus and that generally is always being the same percentage, mm-hmm. around 30%. And this is why the people who rule us, they know everything I'm saying, plus a lot more. And this is why there's, they, would, they would have campaigns. They would sit in a boardroom and say, yes, they used to have these rites of passages. And you know the the person who makes the rite of passage from a child to an adult, they see right through us. And they know long-term this is going to work. So they would organize, again, their main weapon is the movie screen. Humans have the subconscious sort of, it's an invisible counting system. And most humans will act, think, and behave like the most repetitive content in their environment. So this group who wants to inhibit that rite of passage, because the more people that are adults that act, talk, and think like children, the more of those people, I mean, If you're in the ruling business, Ryan, who would you rather rule, right? Strong, independent adults or infant, uh, infantilized people. So they would have these movies. They're like Adam Sandler, come on out, (laughs) you know, or Will Ferrell. Let's make some Will Ferrell movies, Uh, Ricky Bobby or uh, Bad Moms and all the shows. They're like, let's drown the slave class in movies and even music. I mean, Brian Adams, a Canadian singer, I mean, he's got a great song called Mm. 18 Till I Die, right? Mm. And no one really puts it together that that's just one very small sliver of this tsunami of infantilized media that you will mimic. Like no one can really not react because this is the way their system is designed. If you go see elf where the guy's dressed up as an elf and acting like a moron and you know and the moron is the hero <laughs> okay are oh. you gonna see like king of queens these people or like even seinfeld like look at seinfeld no one's an adult no one's got a job everybody's screwing around giggling pushing each other into the bushes mm. what about homer simpson what about the simpsons right what about uh peter griffin on the family guy oh, yeah. so your your mind is there i'm going to grab one of my pieces of paper here your mind is oh yeah repetitive this <laughs> repetitive that is writing it down all the time and then it just feeds it back into your neurological system and it doesn't know the difference between uh a cartoon and real life it doesn't It just says, that's the way men are supposed to act. That's the way women's supposed to act. I'm going to act like that because it it ranks high on the repetitive count. And so this is another reason they're trying to always infantilize us Mm -hmm. so that we can, so we, they block or inhibit this rite of passage. It creates this form of arrested development and you watch any movie today, uh, that's partially slapstick there's not one adult to be found they're just they want to drink they want to have fun no one wants to work they want to sleep in on saturdays get drunk on fridays look at the hbo show shameless and let's retract that because if you watch that you could Get on a slide where you might not pull out for a couple of years. That's (laughs) how dangerous this content is. It's very dangerous. I'll tell you one more thing. Yeah. If you want to see how powerful group pressure can be, I will send you for the show notes. There's a UK group pressure psychology specialist by the name of Darren Brown. And he is famous for putting these massive shows on for the public to kind of say, you might want to start paying attention here. Now, I found one of his, one of his best shows, and it was a longer show. Usually he'll go and hack Hollywood stars, and those little 10-minute hacks, still your jaw's on the floor. I can't believe he hacked Simon Pegg from mission impossible. Like he'll go hack stars all the time, put them under mind control. They're doing stuff that they don't understand. Like it is fabulous. It's fantastic to see. And it's a good demonstration. How powerful mind control is. And I'll let you know the TV and the movie screens, what they're putting out to you is 10 times more powerful than what Darren Brown is doing here. He organized a two hour special. And I will send you that special. It's very hard to find for a reason. It's called The Push. Now, they pre selected candidates in a way where they're looking for compliant people, sort of the high mark, high grade. I'll do what I'm told school types. Don't, doesn't want any businessmen, doesn't want any, you know, sort of dependent types. But they got four people and they ran it they ran this sort of, it, was a, it wasn't a simulation to the person that got picked. Everybody else was actors. And they ran the simulation four times. And here's the odd part. It ended with, and I know this is going to sound weird, but you'll figure it out when you watch it. It ended with an old man who's a stuntman sitting on the side of a building on a six floor 10 floor building. And the group pressure uh, these, they were all actors and they had that one person that they picked who didn't know anything that was going on. At the end of the show, in order to relieve the group pressure, the person was asked by the group to go kill the old man and push him off the side of the building. He was harnessed. He was a stunt man, But the person doing the pushing did not know that. Everybody else knew it. And they used documented psychological measures like I talk about all the time in my school, mm-hmm. group pressure, behavior modification, repetition. And three out of the four people killed the guy live on screen. Wow. Right. So if you think you can, you know, I, I'm too strong. <laughs> Darren Brown worked on those people for two hours, three out of four committed murder right on camera. So if you if anybody out there thinks I'm too smart to be mind controlled, watch the push. It'll be in the notes section. And you can bet your bottom dollars that you have I do this research for a living. And I will tell you wholeheartedly, you have no idea that your TV and your movies, every single TV show, every single movie is a sharpened weapon equivalent to the, to the show The Push to make you do X, Y, and Z and to make you have these suicidal tendencies, what's called a slow suicide program, drinking alcohol, mm. drinking coffee, masturbation, um, fast food. The, this is, if you want to know the general overtone, the general umbrella, of the programming of what you're getting exposed to. It's slow, soft kill suicide by your own hand. And that's what they're putting in all the movies. And that's why you can't stop eating the pizza. You can't stop vaping. You can't stop drinking. You can't stop smoking. You can't stop the junk food. You can't stop masturbating
0: because it's in your shows. Thank you for that comprehensive answer. And you know i just never realized i guess people are watching these movies and their shows and they're being programmed i said i i don't i really don't watch many movies or or tv shows i quite frankly i I just don't connect with it there's this it's more of an intuition thing where i just i don't like i watch it and my body and my mind i I just reject it i just don't find anything interesting i just don't find it interesting at all there's nothing in in, i watch documentaries i thought that's probably fascinating but um and, and
1: you, you, could be running, you could be running programs from Smokey and the Bandit. You could be running programs of Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Your subconscious doesn't, doesn't forget anything. It's all in there. Everything you've ever saw, Gilligan's Island, Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. Dukes of Hazard. it's all in the subconscious. It's all on the list. And all you need to do is give a couple more reps. If there's a couple of dormant repetitions in there and mm. you give a couple more, bingo, you can get triggered. You can get triggered. It's called trigger dormant programming. Very, very interesting.
0: Well, are there any types of media that you recommend people consume that are actually gonna have positive profound messages or maybe it's just something better to just turn the TV off, be in nature, meditate? Uh, is there anything else you can do to kind of reverse the process or what you already have in your subconscious well, mind?
1: Yeah, it's easy to say to just turn your TV off, but don't forget is like the people who are ruling us really know how this works. And the average person now has some kind of entertainment addiction they have a fun addiction, they have a pleasure addiction. So you said meditate the average person like they can't put their phone down because it's the most fun thing they've had in their life. I mean, seeing everybody and there's fun clips and people slipping on skateboards and really exciting things and Novak Djokovic winning the semifinal of the Wimbledon today. Uh, It was on at the gym when I was working out. So basically the screen holds all their excitement. And then when they come back to their normal life, they're like, shit, that's really boring. Everything slows down. So they, the people who rule us know that. I mean, you could you could be watching Djokovic the next one one second and you could be masturbating to, you know, thirty gorgeous women the next second. They want you to bond with your phone for very particular reasons, so that real life is boring, and uh-huh. you, they don't want you to have any interest in a real relationship, a, a real job, a real life, a real human interaction. They want you to just search for fun. Because they know when you're out there searching for fun, you'll end up in the alcohol, you'll end up with the weed, you'll, I mean, what do you, if you just go in and Google prefrontal cortex, alcohol, marijuana, smoking marijuana, you'll see that all these fun pleasure chemicals, cocaine, shut down the prefrontal cortex. And when you're shut down in the Mm -hmm. prefrontal cortex, you'll obey command, period. So well, why is- do you think they're legalizing all the drugs in Canada? Mm-hmm. In British Columbia, Canada, the government is now selling cocaine l- openly. The average person has no idea openly. Like there's a store all across Canada. You can get Finger. weed. Mm-hmm. You can get marijuana coast to coast. You can just walk in and get it. But in British Columbia, you can get fentanyl in the store. Is that you cane? can get yeah, heroin, cocaine. Heroin and cocaine, well, right in the government's store. What
0: yep. I understand about that is that they already have a lot of drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, that will automatically kill you. Like They have opiates that people can take and they can get over the counter that already kill you. And I don't understand this well, this idea of, okay, well, the government's trying to legalize it or they're pushing for it, whereas I don't feel like anyone should tell you what what you can put in your body. I think you should be able to put whatever you want in your body that is your space as long as you do not infringe that, that, of,
1: absolutely, but if you're programmed yeah. that life is fun and you don't want mm-hmm. to work, and you got ten years under your belt of that repetition,
0: yeah,
1: you're headlong into the cocaine, and you're going to kill yourself. So the uh, overdose deaths, in, which this is the agenda, they're just wiping the slate. they like, trying to kill us. Is this all the, like another reason to kill us? Well, the slow suicide, the slow yeah. soft kill suicide, is just accelerating. There's but. economic reasons why it's accelerating. Uh, but it's accelerating. they don't yeah. whatever money that this system this financial system is not it's it's bankrupt, so they're trying to clean the slate as much as possible in regards to unsecured debt like say the drug the drug addict that's out in the uh say the b c streets he still gets welfare she still might still get welfare and come into the hospital. The, the, this is called or they might they the uh, Canadian government might even owe that drug addict a pension depending on where they worked and how much they worked when they were in their youth
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's called unsecured debt and the unsecured debt right now is unpayable oh, so nice. all the pensions that are owed by every western nation are already bankrupt and the same thing for the private pensions too they're near bankruptcy And if anybody wants to get the real uh, information on this, they can go this. I'm sure you've heard of the end of COVID, Alex Zek's new doc, you know, show. Well, it's free. And I was just watching the finance. It's the second part. It's only the second talk and it's a financial lady, And she will tell you with the graphs that all the governments are bankrupt. All the unsecured debt is bankrupt. So every, all the pensions that are owed to the pensioners, the seniors, there's no way to pay it. There's no way to pay the hospital for that heroin junkie. So it's profitable to kill the seniors with the, the fake COVID shots because you're saving at least uh, $30,000 to 40000 maybe $50,000 per year per kill.
0: It's so dark, and I'm glad you brought up the economics because we, on our show, we've interviewed Martin Armstrong about six times. We've had Peter Schiff, we've had Gerald Solante, Dr. Ron Paul, and um, I always bring this up that of all those individuals, they're all talking about a a global catastrophic economic collapse. I believe that Jeff Berwick talked about it as well, but then Martin is kind of different about it. He's always like, well, you know, things are really bad. That's why they're pushing for this great reset. He said they're going to fail, but then we get to this point where, okay, well, this is where things are headed for. They they can either go into central bank digital currencies. I wonder if that will succeed. But then there's also this idea of, well, if they're traumatizing people and if they want people to obey, I imagine that an economic collapse would traumatize so many people that would either, I think, either push people or awaken them fully, traumatize them out of compliance or traumatize them completely into compliance. So I know there's a two-part aspect about it, but... Do you foresee central bank digital currencies becoming a reality? And do you foresee, uh, the what do you foresee happening in the event of global economic collapse? Do you, you foresee mass compliance? Do you foresee this as a once and a multi-generation chance to break free uh, the trauma-based cycle that the elites have been pushing upon us?
1: I think, yeah, um, it's it's up to the humanity what's going to happen. I mean, my it's a race to the finish line. The people ruling us aren't who they say they are. And their agendas aren't just economic. They're very ancient. They're very old. If people want to know how old this group is, they can watch David Whitehead's documentary called Cult of the Medics. And you'll get a real good idea that they're thousands of years old and they got their own beliefs and their own rituals. And if you were to describe proverbially a dark side of humanity, the devil, Satan, Beelzebub, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're, this is what we're talking about. So there's a there's a, a, great, a great awakening happening, uh, a great revival in morality and ethics and justice and fairness, a good uh, reawakening, a rebirth of you know religious foundational beliefs of morality and ethics and justice and protecting the children. So I can see there's going to be a fight, but the the government system is for children it's for fucking children so anybody that's you know wanting someone to tell them what to do if someone's injected the poison to keep their job this is a child system it's for infants this is what the average person has to understand is the all of us have to either take a rite of passage or stick her tail between her legs, put her head down and understand and go into the system knowing it's a system to trap infants, people who don't want to grow up, people that don't want to take the rite of passage, lazy people, people who want to be told what to do, people that need authority in their life, people who feel safer uh, under the apron of mama and dada, And this is this is the choice humanity has to make is do you want to sulk back in and put your tail between the legs and get into this infant based system where you feel safer for this week and then next week you go even farther into non it's a trap it's an ambush there is no safety with a group of ancient ruling families who honor darkness who basically sacrifices at will to their dark gods. There's no safety there. And they've set up this. I, I'll i be honest with you, Ryan. Mm. I know people who would walk into a 15 minute city and take a jab just so that they could keep getting their hair dyed blonde so that no one else would know they got gray hair. Okay. Absolutely. So, right. So, you mean if the 50 minute city's got porn, Wi Fi, Starbucks, hair dye, and some uh, lip injections, and a place Mm -hmm. where they get boob jobs, I guarantee a lot of people are going to go in there right away. But they're going to perish because this this is the whole lesson that's going on right now is if you haven't taken your rite of passage, if you like fun instead mm. of it, if you like entertainment instead of education, if you if you can't sit with yourself, if you if you're always going to do what's uh, easy instead of what's right, and you're going to put money above morality, if the devil can make your paycheck and you're going to follow along uh, to kill other people you're, you're, your 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 number is going to come up and that's the system that's the infantilized system you know bubble wrap over everybody living living out lies injecting poison is going to be healthy for you mm-hmm. there's more than two genders and if you inject the poison and say there's 70 genders you'll get on the front page of the paper and might get that you might get a promotion down at the government office, you know, this government job you hate anyway. It's, an, it's a structure for babies. It's a structure yeah. for infants. It's not a structure for strong humans. It's not a structure for adults. It's not a structure for evolution. It's a, it's a structure for either rapid death or a slow death. And only an infantilized mind would take that option in their adult years so th- but, this is what's going on I, I know that was a rough rant for some I, love I, lo- I love
0: it i love it and you know what one of, the, one of the most difficult things about interviewing you, jason is that every time you you say something there's always there's about four of the questions i want to ask to follow up and i've got to cancel on three of the questions so to follow up with this particular question because i love the the you know, the infantilism you, you think you, you definitely see it. you see people who are blindly obedient that never see the right? Read their read that right of passage, but when you look at that, um, what are I'm sorry? When you when you talk about these these ancient people that that have been ruling humanity, have they ever had a rival? Have they ever been thoroughly challenged? Is there a, is there a, a counterbalance to what they are doing that has been humanity, or did they annihilate them? Was no. there any?
1: No. There's one group that's always kicked their ass. Strong men. Okay. And this is why their plan that is really old is to get rid of the men. Because anytime they've ever lost, they're like, shit, that was a big man that just kicked our ass. And he brought like 40 of his uh, big man friends and they kicked our asses. See, the people we're dealing with are like the movie, The Revenge of the Nerds. You know the Fauci's and Mm -hmm. the Gates. Have you noticed the physicality? The Justin Trudeau's with the pink socks. The Boris Johnson. You know the Sawyer boys. So their their big their big coup de gras, their big coup was this is old. Like getting rid of the strong men. This is Mm -hmm. such an old agenda. So they said, okay, you're going to go over to Britain. I'm going to stay in France. I'll be the king of France. You'll be the king of Britain. And we're going to keep close. We're going to marry our daughters and sons mm-hmm. back and forth. So no one screws up the contract here. And we're going to communicate back and forth. And we're going to pretend we're at war over complete and utter bullshit. And then I'll get all of the strong men from France. You get all the strong men from Britain. And we're going to kill them off. And we're going to say it's for glory and it's for freedom and mm-hmm. democracy. And we're going to save the women and save this and save that. And the people organizing this are like, they're suckers for all those words. Mm-hmm. I just put those words on stuff like bumper stickers. Yeah. And here come the strong men. And we're going to keep them stupid in our, you know, our government schools and, you know, the newspapers, the stage plays, the Shakespearean plays, whatever information we're going to give them. We're going to weaponize them against other men in other countries, so even the wars that people think are legitimate, none of them are legitimate, none. It's, it's the same group either taking over countries so they can get this sort of conditioning going, like taking over countries that don't want to participate, or they own they own the countries, and they're just getting the men to kill each other. And then after that, it was the atrazine, which feminizes the men. And then again, the media bombardment going after the subconscious mind, Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, uh, the guy from King of Queens, Jerry Seinfeld. They're all feminine, non-aggressive, You know, laughing, giggling. These aren't real men. I mean, even the rock stars were given Aerosmith, Steve yeah. Tyler, just like a wet rat, right? And all of these singers were giving being given, like Axel Rose, these are just they're not real dudes. They're not strong, powerful men. And that that's as good as we're gonna get. I mean, even this uh the band with D Schneider, Twisted Sister, mm. he was covered in makeup. He looked like a girl.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Kiss, dressing, and makeup, and and he he might look. I mean, if anybody's part of the cabal, it's Gene Simmons, right? He's the one that said you got to take the shot, and people who don't take the shot should be in prison. He knows where what side his bread uh, is buttered on. He knows. Mm -hmm. He knows who writes his checks, and so all this attack on the male, like atrazine, is people might. might not even know what atrazine is. And it's the third leading pesticide, or used to be, sprayed on American food supply. It turns frogs gay. And Doctor T- uh, Professor Tyrone Hayes from Berkeley mm-hmm. was experimenting with atrazine, and it would it would make the two male frogs try to have sex with each other, and it would uh, castrate or sterilize mm-hmm. other uh, frogs. And he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hey, this is this just we're spraying this on the food, completely attacked, completely shut down. You can find him easily on youtube oh. uh Tyrone Hayes, Professor Tyrone Hayes. There's so many attacks on the mail, and that's the group that's why they closed the gyms too
0: it yeah, was they, bizarre it was so bizarre i you, you when the whole thing happened, I was able to buy alcohol, but I couldn't go to the gym. Yeah, bizarre. and
1: alcohol lowers testosterone, increases no. estrogen, and shuts down the prefrontal cortex. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Another <laughs> substance endorsed by the cabal that no. lowers testosterone, raises estrogen, and shuts down your prefrontal cortex. Me, oh, my. I wonder if there's a pattern.
0: And I know you don't you know, like cannabis, but I say Jason cannabis was instrumental in my awakening. I mean, if I didn't have cannabis, I think I would have never... I've thought or kind of gotten out of my mind. Do you think that in some way, shape, or form, there are some things that are out there, like even alcohol to a degree, or other types of drugs, which, if taken in a smaller dose or if taken um, for a short period of time with the intent of conscious expansion, could actually be very helpful if you kind of control them because I mean if you look at food you could eat a lot of protein shakes but if you take so many them, you'll obviously get very fat um, and if you overdo certain aspects of certain parts of food which are theoretically speaking healthy you could cause a lot of harm so I'm just curious if if you're if you think of any degrees of caffeine alcohol cannabis that could be uh medicinal or I've, I've seen people use those
1: substances for a short amount of time to accomplish something important, Mm -hmm. but if it's something, I mean, medicine is something you take when you're sick and then you stop taking it when you're better. The people I know, I don't know. I mean, I don't hang around you Ryan, but the people I know who use cannabis, they've been using the cannabis every day for years and I haven't seen any expansion in, in them at all. Okay. And of course, the the people, the, there's a lot of research that shows this causes not eating it. It's the smoking of it. So it showed that the smoking causes massive uh, disruption in the hippocampus, the ma- gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. So I can send you that and you'll see it's Please. completely censored. It's censored all the time, and you, there's a re, like if it was so good, why do they have to censor the information and the research that says it's not
0: good? That's a clear indication. That I think when they when they're trying to prevent and stop information from being out there, that's when I will probably. Uh...
1: And look, the Canadian government has it coast to coast. I mean, if there's anything that could be the Sherlock Holmes clue of the week, <laughs> it, it could be the fact that. And of course, a lot of the people said, yeah, it was a medicine. And we, you know, we kicked the government's ass and we won. And yeah, we, we really gave it to them. And now they've legalized it because we're strong and our voice matters. And they listen to us. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. If you think that That's really, true. you, you yeah. just can't be thinking. They will not give you anything that makes you better. If you haven't noticed. They they won't. How how are they supposed to like that's the whole thing? They only lose if the male is powerful.
0: So if the male shows up, so we come back to the question. Is that so it's only if generally if strong men rise, but is there any like secret lights workers society that you're aware of that, that, that's been fighting this for generations or I'd like to speaking or is it just a, a tremendous individual on their own? Men have
1: to be individually strong. We would like to get the memo, as uh, Max Egan says, we'd like to get the memo through the mailbox slot and say, yes, someone else is taking care of it. <laughs> but but yeah, and oh yeah, I could just go back to watch Netflix and whack it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could you just you, you gotta be a strong man all the time. And then everything else will fix itself from there. I mean, the today. I mean, think about like the military and the police. They got tricked. The reason I want the military and the police to know something is that the pensions are gone, and that's not to get you riled up, but that's why the government's trying to mandate the shots on you because they want you dead, and the average person ha- wasn't man enough. To protect themselves. Now, if you can't protect yourself, and in psychology, this is called demoralization. I mean, you could look strong on the outside, but when you comply to buffoonery, you lose this energetic, you lose your energy. And the people who rule us only work in the energy field, they work in the quantum field. So anybody who complied with a complete con job scam job of COVID. it's one thing to like you inject if anybody's injected themselves with poison you've weakened yourself but also by complying with it and you knowing it's wrong they weakened you double fold
0: and that and
1: you have to understand they're trying to literally get rid of you because they lied to you saying, I'll give you this wage and give you this pension. And they stole the pension to do things like fund the LGBTQ uh, economic incentive program and to take control of the teachers unions with your pension so that they could pay people throughout the structure with your pension So they would tell the kids there's more than two genders. They took your pension and gave it to Zelensky. And they know if you live, you might make them pay for it. So they're trying to kill you. That's what's going on.
0: And you said the humanity might potentially wake up. I mean, what would you say? What what do you foresee in the next five years? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Battle
1: Royale. Everybody get a front Mm -hmm. row seat. And the, the battle is going to be between people who want the infant system. I want to be told what to do. And, you know, I was afraid because Will Smith lost all his friends yeah. and oh, I am legend. And I'm going to inject the poison because the TV told me so. And everybody likes me at the coffee shop if I if I talk like the TV said to talk. So it's going to be a battle between the the mental infantilized infants of our society who want to stay children. And and adults who actually want to adult and power up, line up and level up and do something great with their life. That's going to be the battle.
0: Awesome. I hope that happens. And um, Jason, one question I want to ask you, actually, I think I've wanted to ask you this for a number of years, because I listened to your podcast for a while. when You were talking about COVID and, and you I know what your opinions are. I know what you're, how you presented it. But I had something, I had something about two years ago, if you called COVID, call what it was, I've never been so sick in my entire life. And I know what I got it when I first started feeling symptoms, is I was in the sauna with somebody who said they just got uh, the shot. And I don't know if that was when it happened, but I was violently ill. I've never been so violently ill in my entire life. And it felt like I was being poisoned and I was talking to a friend of mine, his doctor, she said that it, it's um, whatever it was, something that maybe the human body hasn't been exposed to um, from your perspective, for people who genuinely did get very sick, who've got symptoms that they haven't been, have gotten before. If it wasn't um, what they said, it was like COVID. What could people have gotten? What kind of illness could they have gotten that they never had symptoms before? Because some people did get something that was really brutal. And I, I'm trying to figure out to this day what I had. I don't know what I had. I just know it was very poison and nothing that I had, no traditional medicine, no over-the-counter medicine. Ivermectin helped. It definitely helped. But it, 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 was, uh, it was about two and a half or three weeks of just pure health. So I'm just wondering what that was. This is where we're getting as a yeah. society is we're going to fully understand
1: this. And where this answer usually can go is mm-hmm. there's something called the McClintock effect. And this was a, a gentleman, a researcher who looked into why females in sorority, their periods would sync up. And we got to do some research here, lots of research that's being blocked. And so we'd have a female come into a sorority and all the females in the sorority, their, their cycles were all lining up. And the new girl would come in with a alternate cycle and then sync up, have the same menstrual cycle. Now, no one's going to say Judy caught Phyllis's period, Mm -hmm. right? So there's something called morphic resonance by Rupert Sheldrake, or there's the 100th monkey monkey syndrome. You could have caught something, but it could have been vibratory. And Mm -hmm. it also leads to the weird idea that we're so we're so in need to bond with people like judy mm-hmm. judy's body came in and sort of sensed phyllis's period and then lined up with phyllis's period to literally say on an energetic level hey i'm just like you do you like me yet Jeez. to bond to bond because we bond. like you know if if you're part of uh um uh, Liverpool you know if you're part of Manchester United and I got the same shirt on you're like hey hey what's up but if it's another you know if it's Manchester City which is a blue jersey the blue and red we like to fight over the blue and red colors we don't like each other so sameness is security so literally what we need to start doing is experiments where we have uh what do they call this Lab effect where there's no air exchange between the two rooms, and we need a sick person to sit against the wall and a healthy person where the air is not exchanging. I guarantee you, you're going to see something weird happen there. Okay, I'm going to see that there's an energetic effect, and all it is this is how weird our bodies is. is so interested in bonding, so interested in saying, "Hey, am I like you? I'm just like you. Can we be friends?" That literally, I think that's what your body did. That's wow. my personal opinion. And it's based on the McClintock effect, the hundredth monkey syndrome. And people can look up the hundredth monkey syndrome where there's these monkeys. It took a while. The, the researchers would basically give them potatoes, but they didn't want to get near them. So they throw them onto the beach and then the monkeys would eat them. And they're like, the monkeys were like, shit, this has got sand all over it. And so huh. it t- they'd still eat it. But after a while, one of the monkeys started washing the sand off in the water. And then another one would see him physically next to him. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, we don't we don't have to eat the sand, do we? Mm -hmm. So they started washing the water off. But here's the weird part. They were doing this experiment on like on basically there was a whole island chain where there's no way the monkeys could swim, you know, tens of miles, even 50 miles between the islands. There was a point where around 100 monkeys on that one research island discovered that they could wash the potato and get the sand off. And then all the other monkeys on the island chain started washing their food as well at the same time. So there's there's what what we might not know is that what we think is an internet was actually copied through by this ancient group. The original internet is us communicating vibrationally toward each other and communicating information. I believe the person who talk, took the shot was sick. I think mm-hmm. you picked up their vibration, especially in a sauna. Water conducts electricity a lot more than dry air, and. um uh, basically your body was like, yeah, you're sick. I'm sick now too. Can we be friends?
0: It, it was really weird. But that, um, that conversation I had, like I, I was showing a lot of compassion for that person. It was a very deep conversation. I wonder if that has something to do with it. You know, that I found your, in, your answer very fascinating. At the same time, I also find it very hopeful because if we look at people, that are awakened, you know, talking about men, masculinity, reclaim that masculinity, and also becoming more awake and aware of, what, of a lot of your teachings, the self-sabotage, if you get to the 100 month effect, then maybe you could push back against this. I mean, I, from where you see things, with all the stuff that they are pushing towards people, with all the uh, trauma-based programming, do you see hope in the fact that if a small percentage of the people push back, that they will resolve, uh, coming from a positive vibration, could ultimately... Uh, severely damage or disrupt the negative uh, daily frequency that they're pushing up.
1: It's already happening. That's what the great awakening is. That's why they're trying to move fast. The hundredth monkey syndrome (laughs) is already being reached. And now we're looking for the hundredth male syndrome. We're looking for men to stop drinking, stop smoking, work out, exercise, Mm -hmm. eat healthy, take care of their loved ones, start their businesses and get strong. Stop watching the TV. Stop giving your energy. The eyes are very powerful energy providers. What you put your eyes on, energy actually transfers to that object. That's why you're never allowed to turn your back on the queen. That's law. You, you enter, the, enter the residence of the queen with your eyes on her, and you back away. You're not allowed to turn your back on them. And that gives a hint to what we need to do. We need to go to Biden's inauguration. And then everybody say, set their watches at 1130, turn your back on and you will see the power in the Biden boom will drop get uh, Prince Charles walking down the street, everybody show up, set your watches 1120 turn around put your back to him, you will see him cower, you will see him fade like a like a wilting (laughs) plant because he doesn't have your attention. That's why they call it pay attention. There's a payment. There's something taken from you.
0: Jason Christoph, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, uh, the shows we've done, you've been one of the most fascinating individuals and a phenomenal teacher. And I want to let everyone know that you can learn more about Jason by going to his website at jchristophe.com. Highly recommend you take some of his courses. He's got um, one of his courses that, overcome self-sabotage, how to prevent reverse cancer, phenomenal classes. I also recommend listening to his podcast called The Psychology of Freedom. I listen to it on a regular basis. And again, to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show, he puts so many notes out there. So when you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to come to four or five or six or seven or maybe eight different uh, other roads, which is what I was explaining before. When you talk to Jason, gives you an answer. You want to ask four or five more questions jason thank you so much for sharing your time and for your wisdom thanks
1: ryan i, I appreciate you having me on could i just say i'm having a master class first master class ever on overcoming self-sabotage it's my most uh thorough program yet if you want to get on my email you can learn about it jason at freedom from self email me personally i'll put you on the list
0: Awesome, jason thank you so much that was wonderful and um if, can I help you? I mean, I've got a ton of press contacts. I work. I actually work in the uh, media, so I can help you. I mean, are there any particular types of outlets you're looking for? I,
1: I, th- I basically, I think once I get this program up and running, it's my most complete program, and it's very inexpensive, and it's it's every weapon, especially bonding. So there's a whole activity week down here in mm-hmm. Port uh zip lining, dinners out, uh, sunset sailing, catamaran. Uh, jungle tours. So what, there's a what's lot. What's that going to be? Of, it's going to be in September. Uh, I launch in September. Okay. And then all the activities go live. Uh, it's either going to be February, March, or April. But there's a whole week of uh, really cool events because bonding is shown to break self sabotage uh, in conjunction with all my other stuff. Awesome. So we have to bond to things that are good to break our bonds with things that are unhealthy. So bonding is going to be a big part of my new new program.
0: Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guests, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace love and beers take care and thank you so much for listening